love and obedience, wholeheartedness and holiness, diligence and vigilance. These were the means the Lord provided to the people of Israel to avoid forgetting him and living a self-sufficient life, especially when they experience material prosperity and blessing. And these are some of the same means we need today. Welcome to the Wisdom Calling Podcast. My name is Bobo, and I am on a mission to help as many professionals as possible to think critically and live strategically, all from a biblical perspective. This is the way of wisdom. And we are on a mission, a, a journey together to mine the wisdom from the pages of Scripture, from Genesis to Revelation. In the last episode, we considered God's economy, his system to help his people further depend upon him and restrain against greed and increase social stability. And much of that system had to do with generosity toward the poor. In this episode, we are going to discuss some of Moses' final words to the children of Israel before they would enter the promised land. And if we are wise, we will listen, we will learn, and we will seek to apply some of these same lessons to our own lives and work. The Old Testament book of Deuteronomy forms a treaty of sorts, a, a covenant renewal document between God and Israel. And as the people of Israel grouped on the plains of Moab, waiting to cross over into Canaan, the promised land, Moses once again imparts wide-ranging principles and laws from God that covered all areas of life, from economics to property ownership to leadership. And understanding and following these laws would form the basis of God's rule or his kingdom on earth, specifically describing how God's people should love him and each other. And ultimately, Moses wanted to remind the people at the end of his leadership term that God was faithful and that God demanded that his people obey his word and remain distinct from the unbelieving people that surrounded them. And in this final sermon, if you will, Moses warned the people to not forget Yahweh, saying it at least four times. He knew that they were about to enter a land overflowing with blessings. They were about to inherit cities and houses that they didn't build. Enjoy vineyards that they didn't plant and utilize wells that they didn't dig. And additionally, these nomadic people were going to come face to face with many idols made of silver and gold. And Moses knew that they would immediately be tempted to go after other gods, Deuteronomy 6.14. Moses knew that they would be tempted by covetousness, that they could become complacent with all the abundance and develop a mindset and lifestyle of self-sufficiency. Full bellies, new homes, 
accumulation, forgetfulness. And as a result, Moses warned them multiple times to take care and to watch yourselves very carefully, he says, like a night watchman, to keep your soul diligently and not to allow their hearts to be lifted up. To maintain a careful commitment to God would require diligence and vigilance. Moses knew that once they began to experience this newfound wealth, many would begin to believe it was actually the result of their own doing. He warns in Deuteronomy 8, Beware, lest you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. That's Deuteronomy 8, 17 and 18. God's people, Moses said, were going to be tempted to rely on their own strength and wisdom and in the process conclude that they no longer needed Yahweh. And in the end, Yahweh would bless them because he for generations had said he would. He was and is the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love. Deuteronomy 7, 9. He was and is jealous for his people and merciful. Yahweh commanded them to love him with their entire being, which included their heart, their intellect, their their soul, their will, their might, their capacity, their power. This love was to be all-encompassing, inclusive of the full impact and weight of their relational, intellectual, and financial capital. Total obedience. Demonstration of this kind of love would mean obedience to God's words. God's laws were most important. The spiritual food that they had experienced was to have greater priority than their physical food. Remember Deuteronomy 8.3, man does not live by bread alone. Love and obedience, wholeheartedness and holiness, vigilance and vigilance. These were the means provided to avoid forgetting the Lord and trying to live a self-sufficient life. So let's get practical for a bit. What are some steps you and I can take to help us to be careful so that we do not forget the Lord in our daily life and work? How can we avoid covetousness, complacency, and and self-sufficiency and live a life that demonstrates love for the Lord and others? Well, here are just a few tangible suggestions. Number one, try to spend as much or more time each day digesting spiritual food as you do with physical food. When you do eat actual food, make it a habit to thank God for providing it. Set aside a regular time or times each day to read the Bible, perhaps in conjunction with your regular mealtimes. Consider 
incorporating scripture memory, Bible reading, and prayer into your family mealtimes or work lunches and dinners. Set a goal to pray for the same length of time that you spend physically exercising or working out. So if you spend an hour at the gym or go for a half hour run, try to spend that same amount of time in prayer and meditation on God's word. So digest spiritual food in the way that you do physical food. Number two, keep a journal where you can archive how God has demonstrated his faithfulness to you and provided for you. This can be a physical journal or simply the notes app on your phone. But try to keep a running record of your questions, of answers, of insights, and ways God is at work in your life. Maybe once a month, go back and reread your entries. This is a tangible way of helping us to be mindful, to remember God and not forget him. Number three, find someone other than your spouse or significant other who can touch base with you weekly to encourage you in taking care and keeping your soul. Get in the habit of asking people how their soul is while also asking for updates on work, family, etc. Number four, consider if you haven't already forming or joining a small group of other believers from your church or within your company or organization where you all can regularly help each other minimize temptation and maximize holiness to the Lord. Listen, none of these suggestions are specifically mandated in the Bible. Of course, we are to read God's word and to pray. Uh, These are all simple ideas that you and I can implement into the the rhythms of our daily lives to help us cultivate wholeheartedness and holiness toward God. These are tangible means of frequently remembering God and remembering his promises and truth. God doesn't just zap us with spiritual growth. We have to be intentional and strategic day after day after day. The reason we become spiritually complacent is because we become too busy and then there's no margin in our days to sit with and hear from God. And then this negative trend compounds. The next thing you know, we're living a completely self-sufficient life apart from God. This happens by the compounding of little things and simple daily decisions that can have a profound effect over time. So my prayer for you is that you would continue and press on to know God. Love and obedience, wholeheartedness and holiness, vigilance and vigilance. These are the means provided to avoid forgetting the Lord and living a self-sufficient life. Well, thank you for tuning in, and thank you to those of you who have taken the time to email or text me with your feedback on this podcast. You have no idea how encouraging that is to me, so keep it up. 
If this episode has been beneficial or encouraging to you, would you partner with me and share it on your social media pages or privately to some others you think might be interested? This helps me get this content out to a broader audience. Also, if you haven't left a review on Apple Podcast or wherever you're listening right now, would you take 30 seconds to do so before you log off? The ratings and reviews add up and actually help trigger the algorithms so that this podcast can be further promoted. So thank you so much for doing that. Well, you also know by now that three volumes, that's 90 different devotionals of the Wisdom Calling devotional series are available on Amazon or through the website at wisdomcalling.org. The passages and topics from these episodes come from those devotional so be sure to check that out and consider ordering your own copies also stay tuned to a bonus episode coming up where i will be outlining my expanded coaching and advising service for christian business organizational leaders i think many of you will benefit from what i'm putting together so keep an eye out for more information on that well that's all the time we have for now May God continue to lead you on the way of wisdom as you cultivate the knowledge, character, skill, and conduct needed to please Him and flourish in every way. Until next time, grace and peace.